Hello, everybody. Welcome to another Bald Guy podcast with your host, Jeff Brown, and our guest, Dave Van Horn. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Today, we bring in David Van Horn, the founder of PPR Note Company, the manager of my note fund back east. Welcome, David. How you doing, Jeff? I'm in San Diego. It's never bad. How's it in Pennsylvania? Actually, it's been kind of warm, like uh, 57. (laughs) It's supposed to be 27, so I don't know what's going on out there. We're going to try to talk strategy today. So I've got four questions for you. Here's the first one. When the smoke clears, what's your favorite and profitable long-term strategy when it comes to investing in performing notes? What are you thinking when you buy those, Dave? Well, I'm more of a buy and hold person. So it's kind of like watching paint dry. I guess if I were to, you know, look at the best strategy would probably be in my retirement account or IRA account because it's, you know, obviously tax-free as opposed to just a regular payment. The other thing would be, I think the coolest part is when you're, you know, I, I, over the years have accumulated a few notes, right? So the fun part is when the notes start to buy more notes or when the notes start to pay for other things, right? You know, like, you know, my youngest son, Chris, who pays his Prius payment. Chris lives in LA. He's out by you, right? He pay, he pays for his Prius payment with a note and he actually paid off his, well, he was paying on his student loan when he had one with a note. So the note, he was able to buy the note at a, pretty good discount for a lot less than what he owed on the student loan. And when it came time to buying the car, he really only had money for, you know, a good used car. And he was able to get a new car actually for double the time. And and a typical used car might only last him a year or two. He's actually going to end up with uh, six or seven years of payments on brand new cars for the same money. So you see the power of the note, right? Boy, his friends must really wonder how he does it. <laughs> I like that. Well, like it, that. it's it's your investments paying for your bill kind of thing. Well, and you mentioned you mentioned uh, having your retirement plan by him too. And what's good about that is when they when the interest comes in, it's not taxed. When the when the uh, especially when and, and it's a Roth, when the when the payments go out to you in retirement, they're not taxed. When they pay off inside a Roth. The profit's not taxed. So when you say, yeah, you're buying a little bit, you're buying notes with notes, you're not only doing that, but you're getting more monthly income each time you go and bigger profits each time you go. So that's, that is such a winning strategy. I have my clients do that all the time. It's actually one of my four pillars. And as they see it grow, it's, it's, they just marvel. The second question I have is just to find out your take, Dave, on some of the short-term plays for quick profits. Do you have any strategies that are, that you could make available, especially with performing notes? Um, I mean, probably, you know, sure, obviously some people could flip the note, but, uh, you know, mark it up and just flip it. But a lot of times you'll see people sell a partial, which they sell the first five or ten years, or they'll sell – you know, the first 10 grand of payments or they'll get their own capital back. And when they sell a partial, especially on the front end of that note, they can sell it usually with a lower return, which will up their yield. And the reason they can do that is because the return and the front end was a little bit safer position. So sometimes they'll do that. 
Um, and then the other strategy I see them do is where they'll do a collateral assignment of note and mortgage where they can actually use their performing note as collateral for a loan. And you can even make money on that spread. So that's a little, that's where you're like, um, it's similar to like a car loan where your car is collateral right. for the loan, you know, with the bank, but you're doing it with a private investor and you're, you can actually secure them to that note. You can do a recording and attach them, you know, down at the county courthouse, you can do a recording of that collateral assignment note and mortgage document. And now that puts a cloud on the title and it protects the investor. And, you know, the investor might lend you money at, I don't know, 12%, but the borrower might be paying you a little higher return or something like that. And then you can make a spread sometimes and get all your capital back and then go back to market by another note, that type of thing. And the cool part about a collateral assignment is it's a loan, so there's no tax. Whereas when you sell the partial, it's a taxable event. It's just like you, it would be if you sold a note. Right. So if you sold a note, you you could incur taxes if you, you know, especially if it's outside of your IRA, for example. But if you do the collateral assignment and the mortgage, you're borrowing the money. And then I guess the other strategy would be, you know, maybe if it were, you know, a vacant uh, non-performing note or something where you, you know, took back this REO, you know, whether it's through foreclosure and that you renovated the property either to sell or to rent. I mean, we're actually doing pretty well with some of those these days. So Yeah, and that a short term that's a short term profit that's available sometimes, uh when even performing notes sometimes turn into non performing notes, right? Um mm-hmm. and, and for listeners, uh the fancy word for borrowing against your note using the note as collateral is called hypothecation, so you can impress your friends with that. You allowed me uh, with your the answer uh, to number two uh, to segue very easily into the third question, which is to have you address, if you would please, using the purchase of non-performing notes as a way to invest long-term into real estate. Well, I mean, when I think about investing in non-performing notes, well, a lot of times I'm like, what type of note? So. If it's a case where I'm long-term in the real estate, obviously I'm thinking first mortgages because, you know, non-performing second, for example, typically you don't end up with the property, whereas in first, very large percentage of the time, you do get the property back, especially if they're vacant. So there are a lot of real estate investors who use that strategy to get the properties. And um, we actually work with some folks right now who, in the beginning, they were REO buyers. And now they've shifted into being note buyers because they want to get, you know, their goal is to get the properties in certain geographic areas. And it's very common with first mortgages and commercial to do that. So buying the note is another way to uh, eventually end up with the property. And uh, right. it's, their, exactly. it's their strategy because they, you know, like that geographic area or they like that market or they have boots on the ground in that market and they're and they're set up for that. Like the one outfit uh, that we know is in in Florida, and they have a big hard money fund, and they're really set up with boots, the troops on the ground. They really pretty much do anything down there, you know. So for those guys, it makes a lot of sense to shift from REOs into notes, as the REO market kind of dried up a little bit. Right, right, exactly. Now, looking back on on 2016. What couple of strategies turned out as to be, to be really standout performers for you? When I think of strategies, I think about 
what's inside my control is more of what I strategize about than what's outside of my control, right? But it doesn't mean I don't want to be aware of what's happening outside my control, right? So, you know, some things outside my control that we saw in 16 were like, you know, pricing started to increase, real estate values started to increase, interest rates started to increase, even our portfolio value, value increased. And we also saw an uptick in the number of cash outs we were receiving. There were days I was actually, even in my own accounts, I was, you know, getting contacted for payoffs and closing statements. And I was like, okay, they're paying me off, right? So it was just an interesting time as you see the, you know, the economy's picking up a little bit. You're seeing people, I guess they're, you know, unemployment's supposedly down, but it seems to be. And, you know, you're starting to see a little bit of an uptick and, and people are being able to refinance and, and cash you out and that type of thing. So the things that were really in my control in that regard was, you know, you're seeing the cost of capital because, you know, obviously there's an uptick in pricing. So you have to pay attention to your cost of capital. You have to, and you're, and you're also seeing a lot of funds holding more assets. You're seeing that going on as well. And then you're also see. I think the biggest thing for us that was inside our control, that was a strategy, was really all along the lines of efficiency and timelines. So like our our theme for this year, Jeff, at my company, is time for money. That's the theme for the year. And that inter and that goes to every department in the company. So for example, we can you know, we have a lot of we have new software this year, we have a bunch of new compliance, we have a, a lot of new checks and balances. We drive our attorneys instead of our attorneys driving us. You know, in the old days I remember we would call a law firm and say well, what do you think about foreclosure? You know, we want you to do our foreclosure. How's that work in your state? Today, we're like telling them how long it's going to take, how long they have to do it, how much we're going to pay them, and how much they're going to pay us if they don't get it done in time. So it's a different. <laughs> I think we call that expertise and experience. Well, and then it's built into our software, and it's and so is our compliance built into our software. So it's now it's a. You know, like you're driving them. And then the other thing probably that's changed is better talent. You know, we, we hire a lot better talent today. Not that we didn't hire good talent and before, but we're, you know, most of our hires these days are top, top talent. And uh, so that's that's been a big change for us is, you know, getting the right the right people in the right seats on the bus type of thing. And, uh, and you're really starting to see it. You're really starting to see the efficiency pick up in the company. So it's exciting, I think. You know, we're growing very rapidly and, uh, you know, basically tripling and quadrupling our throughput. So it's uh, it's a, it's an interesting time. But it's really back to the efficiency and timeline, you know, whereas before, you know, you might see a state take several hundred days to get through a foreclosure, whereas today we're very aware of um, the legal processes, in, in especially in the states we're, we're heavily dealing in. And then we have experts in those states and experts in the laws of those states so that now we drive that. You know, we have more paralegals today than we used to and things like that. So you're just doing things differently, more efficiently, even though, the you know, things outside of your control could be changing, whether that's pricing or whether that, you know, that type of stuff. Well, it sounds like the next time we talk, Dave, that uh, your, your new strategies for this year might be a pretty good topic. <laughs> there you go. Sounds good to me. All right, man, we zipped through those four questions. And what I always like about asking questions of you, Dave, is uh, you get right to the bone in the roast. 
Everybody knows exactly <laughs> what question is being answered. Oh, you're funny. My pleasure. All right, everybody, thank you for joining us. We're going to see you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Bald Guy Podcast with Jeff Brown and our guest, Dave Van Horn.